You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at watchonpremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. This is the MLW Radio Network. This is the Mind of the Meanie. Here are your hosts, the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. Peace world and welcome everybody to the Mind of the Meanie, where we can peek into the world according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, the Blue Meanie. We'll cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in the Mind of the Meanie. I'm your tour guide, Adam Barnard, and he is the Blue Meanie. Meanie, what's on your mind? Blue, blue, blue Christmas. Yes. Can't believe Christmas is this week. It's crazy. Crazy. Yeah, just, uh, dude, it seemed like it was like 80 like a week ago. Yeah. You know, it was just like summer. And then, you know, guys all swept up in the uh, the baseball playoffs and, and that ended. And, you know, now we're watching football and, Holy shit, it's fucking December. Honest to God. And it's like the last week of December. And yeah, it's going to be a fucking New Year's. And it's like, holy shit, where, where does the fucking time go? It's like, I don't know if it's like this for younger people, but or maybe it just goes by quicker when you get older. I don't know. But it just is. What a time, man. But uh, yeah, I'm excited. You know, um, it's Christmas week. Uh, hectic, uh, a little bit of anxiety, but not, nothing too major. Uh, <laughs> just making sure everybody's happy. Uh, and then, uh, we're going to go, uh, travel a little bit for, uh, the holiday going up to Connecticut to Mrs. Meany's family and, and, uh, have a good time. That's awesome, man. Yeah, man. How about you? What, what's your plans for, uh, Christmas week for Christmas, Christmas, Christmas week? Well, let's see. Um, I have to work all this week coming up. So by the time you're listening to this, I'll be on the train heading to Philadelphia uh, Monday morning. And uh, I'm off the week between Christmas and New Year's. So I typically save my vacation time to spend with my kids uh, from work because I want to I want to enjoy that. You know, I work hard all year and I want to be able to enjoy a nice, relaxing holiday week with the kids. So uh, that's what I'll be doing excuse me, all week uh, with the kids. I will be tuned out. I will be unavailable for everyone at, my, at work, except for, of course, the Blue Mini. And uh, nah. and the Pod Squad, of course. But yeah, I uh, I am really looking forward to that. Typically, it's like, you know, because the kids are off school, so Courtney and I will just enjoy, like, kind of lounging around the house. Uh, speaking of that, you know, first of all, shout out to the Pod Squad. We got a full house tonight. Don't forget, y'all. Patreon.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Sign up and you can hear the show early ad free. You can watch our beautiful faces record as we do the show. But one of the things I was thinking about, I was talking to Courtney the other day. I don't know if this is something for you, but it's like the little shit in life that makes me happy. 
So we were sitting downstairs. I've been watching Only Murders in the Building. I finally got through season two. It's fucking incredible. Great show. And I'm just sitting on the sofa in the living room, and I'm going, I never get to do this anymore. <laughs> you know, like, I never get to just, like, lounge on the sofa. You know how it is, man. Like, you're you're running the gamut. You're running through life. And, you know, for me, like I said, for me, I'm 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 at my shoot job five days a week, eight hours a day. You're out there doing meanie salts in the middle of the world. And, uh. In the middle of the street. Cashing checks and breaking necks. And, uh, you know, I, I just, I'm like, I never get to fucking sit in the, in the living room anymore. And I fucking sat and watched TV in the living room. Like, this is the fucking, this is what life is. This is, this is what 37 year old Adam is going to enjoy right now. You know? And, uh, I don't know, man. How do you, do you feel, do you you enjoy those luxuries as well? When it's not, obviously when it's not Philly season and you're not peeing into iced tea cans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anytime I get a chance to fucking take a breather, it's cool. It's like, you know, we started this podcast during the uh, pandemic, and we had like all these, you know, uh, wild ideas of what we could do and this, that, and the other thing. And then their world opened up, and life got busy. And I was like, oh shit, all that shit I wanted to do, uh, life's kind of getting in the way. But uh, yeah, just uh, like this week doing Christmas stuff, a little inside baseball. We're recording this uh, the night before icons. This is Friday, December 16th. And for everyone who came out to see us, thank you. Yes. Uh, Currently at 7.45 PM. Um, Yeah. And like I just getting shit ready for icons for tomorrow. Uh, You know, when, when picked up a fresh uh, stash of uh, BWO shirts, I got these bad boys. Yeah, I was going to say, show the pod squad here. Check this shit yeah. out. You're not on patreon.com. So I, I got these bad boys in the mail. The Santa Meanie uh, Russell Buddies with the uh, taped chair on the back. I love it. It's so uh, fucking sick, man. I it's love so that. Good. It's, it's cool to get one done because I got the original. Yep. Uh, hey, listen, Brothers Gatter, we need a set for Mind of the Meanie, man. I'm just going to throw it out there. Got to get a Mind of the Meanie set. It's the original one. Sick, dude. And then we got the Santa one. So it's, it's you know, it's it's cool to get one. Yeah. But to have like a, a second one is really cool. You know, like it would be fun to do it. Maybe I'll reach out to them. It would be fun to do like just a, you know, a run of like 15. Because I don't know if 15, maybe 15 people would want to buy it, including me, <laughs> for me. You know, like it would just be cool to be like, yeah, I have a Russell buddy. You know, like just dope. But that is super cool, man. They, they came out really nice. They Brothers Gatter does a fucking phenomenal job my favorite wrestle buddy besides the blue meanie and santa meanie of course is one gg allen very obscure <laughs> very random uh reference there for gg um yeah. i don't i have to I have to talk to them and be like why did you guys do gg allen like what was i mean it's it's sick like it's really well done but like are you guys gg fans because you don't meet many people who i don't know anybody who's actually a gg fan besides chad ginsburg but like Right. You know, is it? I'm old enough to remember hearing the folklore of G.G. Allen. You know, just like I never heard it. never really heard the music or anything but like that. But like, bad. it's bad. It's so it's fucking hard. bad. Yeah. Well, I've seen videos. <sighs> I mean, but, you know, but like I've never get, made a, never, you know, put the vinyl down on the, on the turntable and. <laughs> could you imagine wait, could you imagine somebody being like gather around kids <laughs> we're gonna like put on like, 
Put on Gigi <laughs> Allen and the Murder Junkies vinyl. <laughs> it's like those commercials in the 80s, you know. Uh, what do you listen to, man? I'm listening to free, Freedom Rock. Well, turn it up, man. <laughs> well, hey, man, what do you listen to? I'm listening to Gigi Allen. Well, shit your pants, man. <laughs> Oh my god! I don't want to get. I don't want to play GG Allen on the show here because I don't want to get oh. zapped. But holy fuck, man! Go like you should probably. Anybody who's listening should probably like go out of their way just like for about ten to fifteen seconds. The only appropriate song and appropriate, yeah. probably like the only one that's like somewhat listenable is "Bite It, You Scum." Right. Uh, that's pretty. And and again, like I know way too much about GG Allen. Uh, way more than I ever wanted to know about Gigi, just because of Chad. But well, look, I'm not going to sit here and shit on this music because he already did. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> he really did, man. Like, go yeah. ahead. It's and you know what's crazy? Todd Phillips did that whole documentary about him. I need um, to see that. Which I've I've watched it probably three times, twice against my will. But uh, <laughs> it was fascinating to watch yeah. him. Tell that he's, story. He's got, he's got a brother who still plays, right? Merle. Merle okay. Allen. His band was called the Murder Junkies. And, yes. uh Yeah, yeah. Here's some uh, some news, yeah. if you will. Oh, wait. That was the wrong button. Hold on. Here's some, here's some knowledge about Gigi that you may not know. Uh, Gigi's birth name was Jesus Christ Allen. And his... <laughs> this is true. His brother, Gigi. Merle... Yeah. His brother Merle couldn't say Jesus, so he called him Gigi, and that's where Gigi came from from G- from Jesus Christ Allen. Apparently, his father was a fucking insane individual. Like his father would like regularly dig plots in the ground for him and his brother and his mom, telling them that he was going to kill them. And the guy was just a fucking Looney Tune. But apparently, he made like legit music for a while. Like he tried to do like country music for a little bit and then went completely off the rails. But um, Hank Williams, the third regularly plays music with the, with the murder junkies, which is that's crazy nuts. Like he's a huge Gigi guy, which, <laughs> yeah. and Travis is in, in the chat here. Shout out to Travis and chat. He's like, it's God awful. He was a character though, which yes, he was. Well, he was probably, I think he was like on Geraldo. Yes. Like on those shows in the eighties, like where they, they went when in the in the infancy of shock TV. Mm-hmm. There's Geraldo. There was uh, Richard Bay. Yeah. Uh, who uh, everybody knows Richard Bay from New York, but he started out in Philly. And um, yeah, they will always have like shock guests, They're like pre kind of around when Morton Downey Jr. was kind of doing his thing and stuff like that. And there would always be like the Gigi Allen types on there, but. uh, yeah, I remember in high school hearing like somebody, somebody told me they were like, "Yeah, I gotta go to the show." It was Gigi Allen? He's he's gonna kill himself on stage or something like that. Yeah. And just like he set a date, like like hold the date reservation for you know him offing himself. But and, I mean, it's each your own. That was but, the uh, that was the whole thing. Was like uh, he he kept talking about how he was going to die he was going to kill himself at one of his shows and he ends up dying at a fucking party of a heroin overdose june 28th 1993 he was 36 years old and like the urban legend i had heard is like he he jumped off stage and 
pissed down an alley or something like that or something like that. So it was, know. it was kind of, it was, there's a whole, there's lots of stories about it. And, and Chad's told me a little bit about it, but um, there is, there's a lot of different variations of what happened, but apparently he was just at a party, I think. And he shot up and passed out on the sofa and then died. Like it was very un, you know, like it was very unceremonious. Yeah, anticlimactic. Right, for a guy who fucking literally shit on stage and threw it at people and talked about how he was going to kill himself in the audience. And like, but again, imagine like, being, imagine being a first timer. Just walking in. <laughs> Do you go on a date? You know, you're sitting on the couch, you're like, you know, I don't have any plans tonight. Let's, uh, what's in town? Let me look through the paper. Flip uh, through the paper here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, like, dude, back in the day, the newspaper would have the, you know, who's playing the Trocadero tonight? Let's see. Uh, uh, GG, uh, that sounds like a good name. Let's go check that out. Yeah. And unknowing <laughs> what's about to happen. You know, <laughs> I've made a terrible mistake. What the fuck is going on here? Yeah. Fuck, man. I can't even, I just, I have, I, I this, the stories are just out of oh, control. Yeah. And um, another person who used to play pretty frequently with um, with Gigi was Didi Ramon, was a big supporter of of Gigi Allen and the Murder Junkies. But um, he was married, apparently. Ooh. Gigi and had there's a there's a daughter there's a child that exists from Gigi Allen, um, which is how do you even yeah like where do you start you know? But here's a. Your dad to work day, or uh, yeah. bring, bring your, your dad to school day. Uh, well, my dad's dead, and uh, he's Gigi Allen. Oh, yeah, probably one uh, of barging in the classroom and throwing shit at kids and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my record, bite it, you scum. But yeah. he had a so he's buried in New Hampshire, and they had to remove his headstone because people would come and piss and shit on it. And I've seen this videos yeah yeah i mean but that was that was like chad didn't even make that a thing like that was already a thing before he did that and they had to remove the the headstone so um and then also to tie it back to wrestling world i'm surprised they they peed on it why didn't they just take a shit that people people did shit on it too people you just see a big fucking thing where like it's ultra ultra fertilized you know and then the fucking there's like stock growing up from all the people shitting on this grave. All, all the poop. Yeah, so here's yeah. here's the story. So he was hanging out with some guy named Johnny Puke, which sounds like a delightful guy. He's um, on a okay, he's got a he's got a puke. So he took a shit ton of heroin and he overdosed oh. and fell and went unconscious and he died after a party, after this this concert at the gas station was his last show in Manhattan. Um yeah, right. Fuck it, pussy. Fuck, man. Fuck it, pussy. Die for heroin. Um, so he... Negative and, three stars. What's that? Negative three stars. That's right. Meltzer would say. Um, yeah. So he, he's at the gas station at this place, and he, and he the, the, a fight broke out at the concert, and he left and led a bunch of fans, and they went to go party all night, and then he fucking died. But... They wouldn't, like, his brother wouldn't allow them to, like, wash his body or properly, like, embalm him. So he's, like, if you watch this video, and there's photos, which are really nasty, um, he's in the coffin, and he's, like, I mean, so he died on the 28th, right? The 28th of June. 
they buried him or the funeral was July 3rd. So you're talking about at least like five to six days where they didn't do anything with him. And he's like, it, it's fucking like really ghoulish and nasty. And yeah. um, I was like, why would they do, why would you do this? You know, and they're blasting music in his ears with headphones and shit. They buried him in a jock strap, which of course they did. But yeah. um, ugh, ugh, no, thank you. Never want to see that shit again. No, thanks. So uh, speaking of shit, people want to see though, little Jimmy's here. Shout out to little Jimmy. He's heading to Tokyo, Japan with Sonny Ono to see the, see Muda's last match in January. That's fucking sick, dude. Awesome. Awesome. Dude, man, that that's tremendous. And you know, he's facing the Nakamura, right? Yeah. Nakamura is going to be there. WWE's letting him well work the show, which is, you know, you know, I guess forbidden door. I don't know, but uh, it's yeah, the forbidden that, door, baby. <laughs> well, dude, I do the meanie salt, and that's pretty much a direct correlation with great Muda. Yeah, and, uh, I got to meet Muda a couple times. I was like, ah, oh, you, you know, uh, I was telling him, you know, he inspired me to do the moon. So he's like, and he pointed to his knees, and you just see the scars from the knee surgery. I'm like, yeah, hey, yeah, I, I feel you. Yeah, you know, but uh, yeah, his last match that'd be awesome. I'm so happy that uh little jimmy's going to get to go there and and see that match yeah uh we got a full house here tonight we, do, little jimmy, yeah. we got travis we got vanessa lucha 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 and we got shackleford who uh fellow philly sports fan yep Great show. Yeah, great time. It's great to see everybody here. The The holiday season is, is upon us. We're also coming up on, on, on our first year together. We've completed an entire year together, Meanie. It feels like we've done more, though. It's it's crazy. Yeah. For me. Uh, that's, a, it's, it's a, not, that's not a bad. That's not. I'm huh. not saying that in a, in a slight. <laughs> He's like, it's been 84 years. Dude, it's been, dude it feels longer. <laughs> if I have to hear one more fucking Carl impression. Yeah. Oh, uh, I got a little bit of breaking news. Not major, but uh, personal. Well, not personal, but I finally scored the Philadelphia Eagles Christmas album. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That's incredible, man. Uh, enough people bitched. That, uh, <laughs> they're like, all right, we're, do- we're going to do a third pressing, and uh, but we're not mailing it till February. I was like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it, actually, as we're recording now, I start 9 a.m. this morning. It ends 9 a.m. tomorrow morning, so full 24 hours. As I, I got up, I got bright and early and fucking, I bought, fucking said, fuck it, I'm buying two. Yeah. I bought, like, two of them. Probably one to listen to, one to frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so uh, shout out to uh, Jason Kelsey, Layton Johnson, Jordan Maialata, for and... Uh, the one producer uh, is the drummer from the war on drugs. I can't think of his name right now. He produced the album with them. Uh, thank you for listening to the fans, AKA me, one of them. Oh no, I'm the, I'm not taking full credit for it, but a lot of fans are like, man, well, you know what the fucked up thing is people were buying them and flipping it, trying to put them on eBay for like 500 bucks. Really? So like, it was like, you know, what the fuck? So I guess the best way, if you want to beat a person trying to, you know, exploit and flip it and stuff like that flood the marketplace with them and that way you know it's not that uh special mm-hmm. for the people. 
And then the scammers on the eBay. Well, not just scammers, but they're they're selling the record. Go, if you buy this record, it goes to charity, right? Mm. And the people on eBay are selling and saying proceeds go to charity, which did, it already went to charity when you bought their first initial one. So. Right, so it's going back in your pocket. Charlie Hall is the name you're looking for from the war on drugs. Charlie Hall. Yes. Go on YouTube, look it up. Uh, there's like a seven-minute like behind-the-scenes video of it. It's fantastic. The uh, It's called A Philly Special Christmas. Uh, Lane Johnson, Jordan Malata, and Jason Kelsey uh, all sing on it. And uh, some of the other Philadelphia Eagles make uh, appearances as well. You can listen to it for free on Spotify. Uh, they, they release one song a week up until Christmas. So... Hmm. That was kind of like, dude, there's just so many things going on, like worrying about Christmas, worrying about getting Christmas gifts, this, that, and the other thing. I wanted to get the record and then like just uh, other shit happening. And then like, you just get like, I got like this little fucking every year I get this little fucking blister that pops up on my face. Like I usually get it during the summer, but like the the anxiety of everything going on, I just fucking Mm. my face. My face went kaplooey. What we need to do is we need to come up with a good cover story for it, though. Like, we should come up with, like, you know, Meanie was at the bar, and, he, you know, there were, like, three or four Dallas fans, and they were like, hey, bro, ECW blows, you know? And then they're yeah. like, also, like, suck my dick, Philly. And Meanie was <laughs> like, Meanie was like, no, y'all. Like, I, I, this, I'm not making this up either, guys. This, is, this was what really happened. And Meanie was like, we're, we're not going to do this. So Meanie picked up two bar stools, started spinning around and hit these fucking jackasses. And unfortunately, a piece of the bar stool because he was spinning so hard <laughs> hit him in the face, man. So I'm glad you're all right. I think that's the most important part of the story is that yeah. you're healthy. And as always, um, fuck the Dallas Cowboys. Yes, dude. Um, we've been watching that show Abbott Elementary. Yeah. Great show. It's, uh, it's a fucking great show based in Philly. Yep. Quinta uh, uh, Brunson, who uh, writes and acts, writes, produce acts in the show. Uh, big Eagles fan. So, like, you said that you, you just told us true life story that just happened with my face. And uh, it's true. Night, it's true. Yeah. Last night they were having their, uh, we watched an episode last night and they, they were having their Christmas party. And uh, something happened, and one teacher is like, uh, oh, I forgot what they gave her, but they're like, well, that way you don't have to uh, waste eggs, you know, throw them at the Cowboys players or something like that. <laughs> you always make a slice at the Dallas Cowboys fans and stuff like that on the show. So. Which you should, though, because they fucking <laughs> suck, man. Luch is yeah. also in here talking about from last shot, from, from the last time this happened, you have a you, you got that bump from uh, WrestleMania training, which we know as you as we are aware, uh, <laughs> training for WrestleMania 40 and your Hall of Fame induction. I'm just saying, uh, I'm just saying, if they don't make your ring blue, what the fuck are we doing here? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. So tremendous, but yeah, yeah, uh, everything's good, man. Everything's good. Everything's I thought good. You said that uh, true life story and it reminded me of that show, which is uh, amazing. So I should have checked with you before I, I let your personal details out there like that. I just felt that it was for Philadelphia. And yeah. because I feel so strongly in our rich history on this program with Philly sports, I felt that it was it was like 
I had to. I felt the Holy Spirit fill me, and I needed to tell your truth. So thank you for allowing me to be the vessel for you, sir. Um, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's the... Uh, this all started, this whole fucking... Uh, this whole fucking thing on the gimmick on my face started like when I was a kid is like uh severe asthmatic. Mm. Uh, and then like when I was like maybe 11 ish, they start giving me a prednisone mm. steroid. And uh, that kind of just like made everything. I start growing facial hair and I started like uh, I would ha- I had like a zit beard. Mm. Like just like just breaking out you know, stuff like that. And, uh, I would have to just like, uh, get this thing called a styptic stick, which it is a little thing they use for, uh, when you cut yourself shaving, it helps stop the bleeding. It's very oh old. yeah. Yeah. I'm familiar with that. Yeah. Very old school. I just had to go buy one tonight. You just put it on there, it dries it up and shit's done forever. So yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, I don't even know what made me talk about that, but it's just like these, old school things I still do that like, you know, I, I, I asked somebody before in the story and they didn't even know what the fuck I was talking about. I said, like, stip- <laughs> Oh, what? Uh, never mind. I'll find it. It's but, a stip uh, stick dip shit. What the fuck did you understand about what I said? Yeah. Mrs. Meany went and actually, you know, found it for me. So <laughs> uh, it's, it's good. I, I got to keep up appearances and stuff like that. So, you know, Meany. Yes, sir. Real fast while we're talking about it. Tis the season for clean balls. Fa-la-la-la-la. <laughs> La-la-la-la. Friends at Manscaped are helping you clear your driveway for safe travels this holiday season. From stocking suffers to white elephants, Manscaped's products are at the top of every wish list. Grab some crop mops for your pops or your body buffer for the holiday lover. Loving all these rhyme and the, the rhyme schemes going on here, meaning I love this shit. Uh, win this year's white elephant gift and help all the men in your life go from eggnog to nice hog this December by going to manscaped.com and using promo code MindMeanie for 20% off plus free shipping. Meanie, I got to tell you, the products at Manscaped have been incredible. I smell better. I feel better. And most importantly, Courtney enjoys looking at little John on the East Side boys way better. Way better. But I'll tell you, man, uh, Manscaped is the top of the line for a man grooming, uh, man maintenance, uh, whether it's the, the pat- Platinum Package 4.0, the, the Preserver Cologne, the, the Sheer 2.0, and the, or the Body Buffer. Or you know what? I like the uh, the, the green tea uh, spray for your feet because after a long day, you know, from head to toe, I like to, uh, that's how I go. Hey, man, I dig it too. My feet t- smell terribly after a long day at the office. Manscaped is your one-stop shop for all your holiday needs. They have the perfect gift in the Platinum Package 4.0, plus loads, get it, of little presents, perfect for holiday and stocking stuffers. What better holiday gift than giving the gift of good hygiene and a few laughs? Manscaped offers a handful of their liquid formulation, shampoos, body washes, upstairs and downstairs deodorant, gels, exfoliants, absolutely everything that they could need to keep it clean. I know how nice my skin looks, Meanie. I know you're a skin guy as well, so you want to make sure everything looks good up top and downstairs. Uh, Don't let those chestnuts roast in the wrong boxers. Get them a pair of Manscaped's boxers especially made to keep the area cool and provide holiday comfort all year round. Now that you've given them the perfect privates, go beyond the groan. 
with Manscaped's full body product line. His dad have nasty nose hairs. Save his life with the Weed Whacker nose and ear hair trimmer. The Shears 2.0 is their full kit for nail care with scissors, clippers, tweezers, and a file for the traveling man. There's the brand new Persevere Cologne that's a that brings a light, breezy, woodsy feel that gives that fresh tree scent even after the holidays are over. I just got myself a scent of this. I'm a big cologne guy. I like to smell good when I'm in the office. And I'll tell you what, the Persevere Cologne Chef's kiss, my friend. Way to go. Are you still using a loofah, Blue Meanie? Uh, not, not, not now, Next, thanks to uh, Manscaped. Using the, uh, the brand new body buffer, loofahs hold a Absolutely. shit ton of bacteria from dead skin. Help throw that disgusting loofah out and get the body scrubber that feels smoother but acts tougher, just like old Goover here. Uh, lastly, top off the stocking with the crown jewel for the family jewels with the lawnmower 4.0. The electric razor's advanced skin safe technology is a life changer and known for reducing nicks and cuts on his Santa sack. Manscaped is here to make holiday shopping a blast, friends, and by giving products that they love and will make them laugh. Go to manscaped.com right now. Get 20% off plus free shipping by using the promo code MINDMEANY. That's 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. Use promo code MINDMEANY. Manscaped, the perfect gift that will be the holiday's biggest hit. We thank them for sponsoring the program. Isn't it crazy, man? Speaking of uh, keeping up appearances, I really feel like it's time to ditch Twitter, man. I don't know how I transitioned from that to this, but I really feel like it's time. Um, I'm starting to really get big on, I'm starting to like really start posting more on Mastodon, but yeah. I uh, I tried to post my Mastodon link the other day because he banned, you know, Elmo banned uh, Keith Olbermann and a bunch of uh, uh, left-leaning uh, news reporters. I'm going, oh, fuck this shit. I don't need this crap. And I'm on Mastodon, and I'm like, how do I follow other people in other servers? Because I found you, and I right. couldn't find other people. So I was like, oh, fuck it. I'm going to put it on Twitter. And they almost, like, disabled my account. They were like, oh, no. you're, you're putting up, yeah, I got an alert, like you're, you're trying to put up harmful links and shit. I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm just posting, <laughs> this is my fucking Mastodon account. So, yeah. um, how are we going to, I'll say this much. If, uh, Saturday Night Live doesn't bring back Mike Myers to play Elmo, play Elon <laughs> El- Close, you were, that's the right name, Elmo, yep. Oh, same thing, but yeah. for those who, yeah, I'm not a big fan of the whole, like, alternative nickname just say it say it in there like i know as much as you know people do the whole brand and it's like all right just say the fucking name just say his fucking name yeah you know fuck it just say say fuck him you know yeah. but uh do you i mean do you want me to say it because then i can clip it out if we tweet at him then we're gonna well, the all of our accounts are gonna get zapped and i'm worried about that oh no we can still do elmo perfect the, yeah, yeah. Look, look here's the thing i've worked i've been around a lot, a lot of people that I don't agree with or necessarily get along with. And we get along just to get along. Twitter's no same, no, no different. You know, if uh, I see something or somebody uh, doing something I don't agree with, I ignore them. You know, it's just put them on mute, put them on block. Yeah. And, and just follow the people you like and yeah. follow the things I do like. You know, the thing I do like about Twitter is like the real time sports stuff like yeah oh nfl mlb shit like that and follow along with that some of the biggest fucking like sporting news things 
I found out on Twitter way before things got like, you know, uh, back when the fil- back in maybe 2009, 2010, it's after uh, the Phillies traded Cliff Lee to get uh, Roy Halladay. Yeah. And they, they had their season. And then, you know, Roy Halladay became a free agent again. And then and somebody on Twitter said, why would he's probably going back to the Phillies and it's like, what? And then like this whole thing, you know, followed this whole track, you know, the, the updates of, yeah, but, but this, that, and the other thing. And then, uh, you know, well, well before like the sports media broke it, it's like, yeah, Cliff Lee's going back to the Phillies. That's the, the, the thing I enjoy about Twitter is like live real to in time, finding out news and reactions and stuff, you know, fucking the rock, you know, tell, you know, Given like a spoiler alerts to Ben Laden being assassinated well before the fucking even before the president even fucking said it, you know? Right, which I still have a lot of questions, Dwayne. Yeah, but yeah, how, how did you know? Um, did, was it a was it a lucky guess, Dwayne? Yeah, yeah, but, friend uh, friend of the show. Yeah, Dwayne Johnson, I'm of course. Big fan of uh, Young Rock. Yeah, uh, proud of my boy uh, Luke Hawks who plays uh, Stone Cold on the show. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Luke's doing great things in, in Hollywood between that and the show heels and all that good stuff. So, you know, but yeah, friend of the show, Dwayne Johnson, you know, he interacts every now and then. And, no big deal. Biggest yeah. movie star in the world. Yeah. No big deal. It's fine. Fine. Yeah. Um, no, I just, you know, listen, I, I, I know we don't do politics here on the show, but I, I felt like it was just necessary to at least talk about it. But I think I only because I'm, I want, I'm curious about what you feel like is going to be, if anything is going to replace Twitter, you know, like is Mastodon going to be the place we all go to, or is it going to be something else? I'm not fucking going back to permanent Facebook, man. I, I'm rarely on there as it is. Yeah. But, uh, here's the thing. That dude's a, a worker, man. Like, um, you know, it's like somebody told me that, you know, he'll, he'll lean one way on certain things to get people to buy Teslas. And then he'll lean the other way because he's trying to put a truck out, you know, he's trying to put out a pickup truck. So it's like, you know, he, he leans in a way that helps his wallet, you know, it's just, you know, but then again, he does things. I'm like, man, you're really killing your brand, you know, yeah. like, you know, his, his stocks are going down and stuff like that, you know, just no, Jesus Christ. But, um, all this, I don't know. yeah. Yeah, it, it, I don't like talking about like that stuff because then people try to make it political. Right. Which, I just I'm just curious to know what you think is like if you think Mastodon, how long you've been sort of playing with it, and if you think that it's going to be Twitter 2.0. It's it's just a matter of them making it easier to find people, right? You know, uh, and stuff. It's, I like it. I like Mastodon, but it's got, there's got to be a way easier way to just search people and the following. It feels like Twitter. If mm-hmm. you know, that's, it feels like Twitter, but uh, it's got to be, you know, more way, easier ways to define people and stuff like that. Where on uh, Twitter, you could pretty much find anybody or you, you go see who somebody else is following and, if they have any similar likes, you follow the people they're following and stuff like that. So yeah, it's just a matter. It could, it could, you know, it's just, you know, it's hard to get people to do anything new, you know, 
you know, big, it's hard to get people out of their comfort, comfort zone. You know, I was on Facebook forever. It took me a while to get to Twitter. Yeah. Then once Twitter, I'm like, I'm barely on Facebook anymore. So it's just, yeah, I, I go on Instagram as well. And I have a TikTok account. I really haven't followed, but like, sometimes I just like to watch things, but like TikTok's TikTok forces you to listen to things. Yeah. I don't want anybody around me listening, knowing what I'm watching or, or I, if somebody hits you with a surprise, like there's a surprise. I don't know if I'm scrolling and something randomly pops up at, you know, I don't, I, you know, or people think I'm listening to weird shit, you know, it's right. Like, right. That's my whole thing about that. You know, I'd have to put like earphones in or something. I don't know. But, um, if, can anything replace Twitter? I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I'm surprised it's still around considering all the people that have been left go that were um, in charge of like the, uh, you know, making sure the programs are still running and stuff like that, all the technical shit. So yeah. who knows? Hopefully it's, hopefully it's massive. Mastodon seems to be okay, okay but uh, we'll see. We shall see. I'm enjoying it so far. It seems relatively easy to use. Um, again, I think that's just my only criticism is like, how do I find other servers? How do I find people there? Um, yeah. And, and just kind of figuring out, but um, yeah, we'll see, man. I'm, I'm, you know, perpetually curious, but um, I think my time on Twitter might be coming to an end pretty soon. Um, hopefully what's it, not. It's a necessary evil. Yes. So all social media is, we should have Carl yeah. on the show for him to give his analysis on this sometime, but like, social media just became something completely different than what it initially started as. You know, like I, it just, it just totally, once I think they opened Facebook to everybody instead of the college kids. Right. I think that really changed the paradigm for, and then the Arab Spring in, uh, for Twitter. I mean, that was where a lot of that stuff happened. And that was what, with 2011, 2012? So I think it once that happened, it was like, oh shit, we can really utilize these services for for good, uh, and you know, or bad. Which obviously we've seen both sides of that coin. But um, yeah, I think it is a necessary evil because no, you know, people find the show through Twitter, people find the show through Facebook uh, and YouTube. Right. So you know, we will need it. But um, yeah, I don't know, man. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I tell them with everything. It's like we'll see. Do I want to stay on? If I didn't need it, I might not be on there. Yeah, so I, well, I'm 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 posting fewer and fewer just because I'll post something and then like the first reply is something that like has nothing to do with I, what I was just talking about. I'm like, why, why am I even bothering? I just mm-hmm. wind up end up fucking deleting the thing or oh what you happened? Know. Hey, Meanie, you still pissed at JBL? Oh, not even that. Like that stuff, but like. No, like, uh, this is ages ago. Like I was having a car problem. I was looking for help with, you know, Hey, any experts out there? Uh, I'm having a problem with this, that, and the other thing. Somebody replies, just somebody replies, get a new car. I was like, Oh, well, wasn't that fucking enlightening? Yeah. Thanks. Uh, block. Yep. Uh, you know, just, you know, just, this is, is it's just like uh, people reply and you're, you're like, did they even read the thing I just wrote? Yeah. Or they just, or they had, a, like I walked in in the middle of the argument they were having with somebody else kind of thing. You know, just, you ever walk in somebody in a bad mood and they're, they just had an argument with somebody else and they're continuing whatever happened with somebody else just with you. That's kind of like how social media is. We, 
I want to, you know, if I could say, oh man, I, I love a sunny day. There's somebody be like, oh, well, what do you have against fucking cloudy days? You know, right. It's like, what the fuck? You yeah. know? You hate cloudy days, meanie? Not all yeah. of us like sun. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Um, so one thing I wanted to touch on here real fast as well, people who, uh, speaking of sunny days, I don't know how to transition here. Uh, my, my brain's not working. Is that a, I guess that's a good, that's a, that's a little nod too for, uh, you know, a diva, I guess. Cause she's probably a diva in some aspects. Mandy, I said those words, I said those words and automatically I was like, Oh, why did I say that? Yep. Yeah. I was like, Ooh, I heard it when I said it and I didn't mean to, but, uh, Mandy Rose, um, got released this week. Very suddenly, very shockingly. Um, for a lot of people, yeah. uh, apparently she had a, uh, a side hustle, if you will, uh, right. not, not an only fans, but a only fans like site where she would right. provide content to fans who would pay her. And I guess the company felt that it was according to the rumor and innuendo as a friend of the show, Conrad Thompson would say, uh, the company was none too pleased by this and she violated some terms of some deal with Mattel and they let her go from her contract, dropped the belt to uh, Roxanne or Ro- Roxy. Is it Ro- what's her name? It's Roxanne or Roxy, I think is her name now on, on NXT. Um, right. They let her go, though. She uh, dropped the belt this past week. And what do you think? What, is, what are Meanie's thoughts about Mandy Rose's release from WWE? Oh, man. I kind of went through this before with like people wanting to do Twitch streams and stuff like that and third party stuff. And, uh, they made a compromise on that, you know, where people could do their, you know, side hustles, their Twitch streams and alternative income. But I guess, you know, what's the word? Uh, I don't know if there's some kind of morality clause with it because I don't know anything about, her site or whatever, but apparently it was just more than, uh, teases. Mm. It was like full blown. Hey, how you doing? Kind of stuff. And if, uh, I did, you just mentioned the Mattel thing, which I had no idea about, but if, you know, now that you bring that up, that makes perfect sense. Cause if, you know, they're say they're, you know, trying to sell, you know, Mattel has a, a rule, you know, with who they do business with and stuff like that, that might be a deal breaker where if she had just been doing like, like bikini stuff or, you know, sexy lingerie, but apparently it was a little bit more than that. And I ain't judging, uh, she's comfortable with it and she could do and get away with it. More power to you. But, um, but when you have a business and you're doing business with people who, see that as a detriment to what they're doing now that you brought up the Mattel thing. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. You know, WWE's got a, a good deal with Mattel. They're not going to compromise that. No. Yeah. You know? And you know, you compromise the deal with Mattel over one person that affects an entire roster, so to speak. So, right. um, I have no problem with what she did, but if it violate, if, I don't know if they have, if, did they have conversations with her? Like, Hey, uh, maybe cut that out kind of thing or. I'm not really sure. Um, hmm. I think they asked her at some point, I guess maybe before they, they, they termed her if she, you know, Hey, you can, you can either stop doing that or 
you can keep, you know, and you can keep your job or we got to let you go. I think she ended up just saying like, fuck it. I'm just going to do this. So she apparently, apparently is making really good money, but I think also too, it's frustrating because it's like, why like somebody leaked this online too? like somebody leaked all of her photos and her videos and shit. And it's like, that's what I had heard. Why do we got to do this crap? Why do we have to fucking like, why is this a thing? You know, why, why is this a thing? Right. No, it's, it's, you know, you know, it sucks. You know, people leaked our paid stuff, but you know, then again, you know, if the company, the the Mattel, a toy company, uh, you know, has has an issue with it, then WWE is going to, it was kind of like with the Daniel Bryan thing. Daniel Bryan got released, you know, choking up, you know, Justin Roberts, and there just happened to be somebody from a sponsor there and saw that and said, you know, oh, we weren't comfortable with that. They cut Daniel Bryan. And then yep. eventually, you know, Daniel Bryan came back. Uh, you know, people fought, you know, spoke up for him and eventually he came back and had a hell of a run, you know, with the, um, with Triple H and uh, Steph. But, uh, you know, it's probably just one of those things where, you know, money it's a business and money money's more important to WWE than anything. You know, mm-hmm. that's what keeps going. And like I said, you know, it's great to sell tickets, but it's also good, to, you know, to have alternative income, which, you know, whether it's, you know, merchandise sales ads, this, that, and the other thing. And something's going to affect that. You know, it's like, I, I get it. Again, I have no problem with what what she did, but I get where they're coming from as far as a, as a business aspect, you know. And it's like one thing, you know, one th- one thing fed the other, you know. You know, she was, I, I'm sure she was well known from the the fitness world and stuff like that, but you now her profile is a little bit higher because of WWE. Now she doesn't have the WWE anything thing anymore. Well, she will that continue to bring people to wherever this, this website is. Right. Or will people just be like onto the next thing, you know, and then she's out of, out of two jobs. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. You just got to, you got to figure out what it's worth or, you know, say, Hey, can, what if I dialed it back? Mm-hmm. I mean, I want uh, I would love to know if she said, Hey, you know, what if I dialed it back and just did like, bikini shot like you know diva stuff like back in the day you know right you know do calendar girl stuff you know where it's it's safe but it's a tease and guys will still pay yeah but uh but uh yeah it's uh it's a shame she's talented you know she's she's good she had to, you know her own faction and stuff like that and she had to she had the t- she had the, the title for a while yeah over 400 days something like that so it sucks you know, that you hear anybody lose their job, but it's just a matter of, you know, did they say something to her and she just said, I'm going to go and do what I'm going to do. Oh, you know, we, I don't know that, but you know, if, she, if that's the case, then, you know, it's, it's how we got to where we are. That's a shame. Or where, that's how, how she got to where she is. Yeah. That's a shame, man. Yeah, it's a shame because, like I said, there's a there's a you know, there's there's a segment of folks who are online talking about, you know, 
oh, well, why wasn't this person released, you know, for this? And why wasn't that person released for that? And, you know, I, I, they're, they're nothing I hate more than what about Right. Because that person got released for that situation. That person got released for that situation. We don't know the, you know, the whole minutia that goes into it, all the, the fine details, you know? So that's why I'm, I'm, I'm trying to read, you know, trying to be, civil about the discussion because I don't know all the details. Mm-hmm. I can talk about possible hypotheticals. You know, if they said, Hey, cut this out or at least tone it down. Right. And she didn't, then they, they're, they're kind of in the right, especially when sponsors speak up. So right. you have to remember folks at the end of the day, like just like this is a, it's a publicly traded company. You know, regardless, yeah. I know for sure I don't give a shit what she does. I'm okay with, you know, and again, nobody asked me for my opinion, but like, I'm okay with what she's doing. I don't see anything wrong with what she's doing. God bless um, her. Yeah, she's she's a consenting adult with another consenting adult, and yep. they're releasing, she's consensually releasing her body. What is not consensual is the fact that her fucking naked body was released to the internet without her permission, Um, that the stuff was leaked. I don't like that at all. But it's again, it's the it's the it's the argument. It's the Duck Dynasty argument. You know, she can do whatever she wants, but that doesn't save her from consequence from her employer. You know, sure. okay, we can have conversations about, you know, some of the other things that have happened with some of the the, the men wrestlers and why they, you know, like maybe there's space to have that conversation. But and then again, the question is, was she really released for that? Because nobody really knows. You know, there's there's segments of people who are like, oh, she was released because of this. And then there was other people right. saying, you know, there's other reports saying that she was released because she asked for her release because she wanted to do movies. Like what, you know, like. Right. Unless Hunter gives a fucking analysis on what happened and or right. Mandy Rose says what happened. I'm 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 going to stay the fuck out of these conversations. There's uh, three sides to every truth. Your side, my, well, there's three sides to every story. Your side, my side, and then the actual truth. So yeah. those of who will actually hear it. And I, I'm sure she's going to be successful in whatever she does. Um, she's a really talented individual. Um, and I think she's going to, she's going to really yeah. do well. Um, I'm trying to think of what else is going on, man. We're not doing any ass meanies today because uh, next week is our Christmas episode. Which is going to be a full-throated, full-blooded Ask Meanie Anything. Complete with Seltzer appearances, too, which we haven't done in a while. But, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah dude, I uh, I don't know. It has been hasn't been a real crazy week in wrestling, thank God. Uh, well, actually, wait, no, there was. There was one story. Um, there was one report, breaking news, they said, that, uh, that Vince McMahon was planning a comeback to the World Wrestling federation and i don't i don't see it man what do you think what does blue meanie think about vince mcmahon's potential return to the wwe yeah we're good yeah we're good here brother we're good um you're done you're done uh look i love vince i love everything he did for the business was he a perfect human being absolutely not they do bad things sure you know but uh, did bad things in the in the in, in the name of doing business, you know. The, and you know, there's would I have done the things he done? Probably not. But then again, you know, I'm not a billionaire, so um, 
but you know, the things he, you know, there's things he's under investigation for now until we find out the facts of, you know, did they happen? Are they true? Are they just allegations? Let's find out. I don't, I'm just saying that because I don't know. Right. You know, I don't spend my day scouring the internet for, you know, you know, I'll, I'll go on to fuckvince.com and, you know, look, there's people who love to hate Vince. There's right. people who love to hate WWE. That's their, the bane of their existence. It's their brand. Yeah. They, they hated WWE for Vince. And once Vince stepped away, that kind of, I could throw a monkey wrench into their, uh, their, I hate to use the word agenda, but yeah, I mean, but to be fair, there's one, I can think of one person in particular, that Twitter troll I blocked, who I feel like is like, that's all he does. Doesn't matter what happens on WWE. It's, fucking ridiculous. it's like, God, shut the fuck up, man. Uh, there's a few people who, they're professional Vince haters. And it's just like, and if, if it wasn't Vince, Vince literally did save wrestling, you know? Right. Everybody, there's plenty of people who tried to do the exact same thing Vince tried to do and failed. You know, world-class was on national TV. Well, it was syndicated at least because I was in Philly watching it, right? You know, uh, Bill Watts UWF did it, tried to do it. The Crockett's had TBS. They failed, you know? But, you know, a lot of that was, you know, you know, you know with the uh, Jim Crockett buying up uh, Bill Watts' territory when he didn't need to. You know, he could have just let that die and then just took it over. But, uh, you know, there's a great book called Death, of, Death to the Territory, Death of the Territories, which I highly recommend. Uh, get the book. I got the audio book, but it's, it's really good. Death of the Territories. And like all these, promo- you know, all these wrestling promoters and took themselves out basically. And Vince just reaped the benefits of their fuck ups. So if Vince hadn't brought, you know, pro wrestling out of the doldrums, not, not, and that's not a slight, you know, there, you know, wrestling was looked down upon like as this horrible thing, you know, like we were like right below circus clown, you know, right. he brought it into the mainstream and made a part of Americana with, you know, right up there with like Ringling brothers and it became a brand name. You know, you tell if somebody says, I like pro wrestling, they go, oh, that WWE stuff, you know? Yeah. You know, he, he made it a part of Americana, and it can't, it happened right in the right decade, too, with the 1980s. You know, the 1980s was probably one of the greatest decades, you know, for a lot of things, music, movies, and professional wrestling, mm-hmm. you know, where it just became this global thing. And that's, because Vince had a, uh, had this vision of, he saw where I was going with cable. There's going to be no way, you know, you could have territories anymore with cable and, you know, storylines, this, that, and the other thing, you know, you had to, you know, have larger to life characters and stuff like that. So he knew where he had to take the wrestling business and he, New York's right in his back, back door. So the, the you know, the, the uh, media capital, uh, a media capital between New York and LA and he just took it worldwide. And a lot of people are wrestling fans today 
or the, you know, there's, you know, there's generations of wrestling fans and there's generations of wrestlers who have the ability to make a living in professional wrestling because Vince brought it out of, you know, brought it worldwide and made it acceptable to be a, a fan. Right. And not, and not get mocked. You know, there's, there's periods of times, you know, when it got a little embarrassing, like the goon. 80s. Yeah. That, that's when it became like kind of hard to, you know, uh, yeah, I like that wrestling. It became like fight club. You know, you, you, you enjoy it in private. Yep. But he made it to the point where you can enjoy pro wrestling in, in public. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, uh, getting back to him coming back, we're good. Yep. Don't need it. We, Vince, we appreciate <clears throat> everything you've done. We appreciate your service. Appreciate, I appreciate you for the fact that you gave me the ability to make a living and uh, make a name for myself. But um, sometimes it's, there's got to be a point where you, you know you need to move on kind right. of thing right. and hand the reins over, hang out in the back. You know, if he, legally he can't be in the background because right. of his event. But, you know, uh, I mean, there's still plenty of, of things to learn from him. There's like that, there's a knowledge tree there. But, uh, you know, I appreciate everything he's done. But, uh, yeah, Vince, we're. We're real good on this one, man. I, uh, I I agree with you. I don't think it's necessary for him to come back. I think there's a lot of goodwill that has been created since he left. And, uh, you know, whatever's going to happen to him is going to happen to him in his personal life. I've already, we've already expressed that, and you can find me on Twitter for things like that. But <clears throat> we're good, man. I appreciate it. You know, like, thank you for thank you for the years of entertainment, but it's time for new. It's time for something new. It's time for a new yeah. direction and, and something something different. But... Uh, Meanie, I also want to say thank you, sir, yes. for doing the pro- the program with us each and every week and to the pod squad for sticking around and watching us as we do the show. But Meanie, most importantly, where can we find you on your social media? Well, if you want to follow me on social media, on all forms of social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok and Mastodon at Blue Meanie BWO. Uh, that's uh, at Blue Meanie BWO on all forms of social media. Uh, get them while they last. The Blue Meanie Santa Buddies from the great folks at BrothersGatter.com. Uh, Christmas is here uh, this week. Now, if you order now, you might not get in time for Christmas, but hey. It's a good time uh, to uh, put it away in the closet for next year. Go to the and get the limited edition Blue Meanie Santa Meanie. Let me start that over. Limited edition Blue Meanie Santa Buddy uh, from Brothers Gatter. Go to brothersgatter.com. Click the shop button. Order your Santa Meanie Buddy today while supplies last. Now, if you want to support the Blue Meanie, go to prowrestlingtees.com slash Blue Meanie. You support Mind of the Meanie by going to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. Go to CollarandElbow.com. CollarandElbowBrand.com. It's my first day with the new eyeballs, folks. <laughs> Work with me here. Uh, go to CollarandElbowBrand.com. Use coupon code Meanie. 
and save 10%. But you can also go to collarandelbowbrand.com and use coupon code MIND and, you know, support MIND and the Media, get 10% off. Rod Hicks is doing an amazing job over there at collarandelbowbrand.com. Uh, you know, you got the shirts, you, know, you got the Christmas, you got to, you, you look good. Now you got to smell good. And if you're a bearded fellow like myself, you got to go to madcatbeardcare.com. Get the blue spruce from madcatbeardcare.com. My boy, Josh Thornton is doing an amazing job taking care of the kitties, taking care of the feral cats. He rounds them up, takes them to the, you know, the vet, gets them taken care of all out of his own pocket and, madcatbeardcare.com helps takes care of those expenses for the feral cats. So to go to madcatbeardcare.com and get the blue spruce. Shout out to my boy, Jim Nilsson over at glaciersofice.com. Jim made a three of three only handmade custom BWO Air Jordan one sneakers for Stevie Nova and myself. Each pair takes Jim about 50 hours per pair to make. Now, if you want to see some uh, making of uh, videos or some behind the scenes photos, go to follow him on all forms of social media at G O I kicks. Again, follow Jim at, at, you know, go to glaciersofice.com or go to G O I kicks on all forms of social media. Cameo.com slash Blue Meanie BWO for birthdays, holidays, and well wishes. I just did a few uh, this week for the holiday season. So uh, get them while, uh, got them while, well, they're not going to run out because I do them forever. So uh, <laughs> go over to Cameo.com slash Blue Meanie BWO and get your uh, me- custom mini video today. But most importantly, Mr. Bernard, where can we find you? Oh, meaning you're too kind. <clears throat> Excuse me, I had a frog in my throat there. I apologize. Uh, if you want to find me on social media, you can go to uh, find me at least for now on Twitter. Also on Instagram and Mastodon at this is Goober. Yes, it's my handle. No, I'm not changing it. It's a brand pal. Uh, you can also listen to my other program, Foundation Radio, by going to foundationradio.net. Uh, you can listen to all my great conversations there. Go to prowrestlingtees.com slash foundation radio pick up a shirt and support the show if you want to get your uh, your mental health and your physical health uh together go to the feinberg method.com and use promo code goober and save up to 20 percent on your purchase brad feinberg is my trainer right now i am losing weight i have already lost 10 pounds my muscles are bigger i'm stronger and i'm also healthier not just physically but also mentally as well it's the feinberg method.com use promo code goober and save 20% off on your purchase. Uh, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Pick up a shirt and keep the lights on at Casa de Meanie and also at the Barnard Home for Wayward and Troubled Youth. Patreon.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Every dollar you spend for us goes right back into the show to keep us moving here. Blue Meanie, I want to say thank you, as always, for doing the program. I want to thank the Pod Squad for being here as well. For the Blue Meanie, I am Adam Bernard. Join us again each and every week as we take a trip to the mind. Of the meaning. Peace and Merry Christmas. This episode of Mind of the Meanie was recorded and produced by Adam Barnard and was engineered by Carl Pinnell. Additional production and narration provided by Sam Kreps. Our executive producers are Josh Chernoff, Adam Barnard, and the Blue Meanie. Our opening theme is performed by the Swamp Candles. Our closing theme is performed by Chikara. 
The show contains original music produced by Enrichment. Get additional bonus content by becoming our patron on Patreon at patreon.com slash mindofthemeanie. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at mindofthemeanie. This has been a Butts Carlton Media Production in conjunction with the MLW Radio Network. Butts Carlton Proprietor. That was Blue Millie's brain out. The world of MLW Radio never stops.